Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Stephen Owens, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to sharpen and hone in your knowledge and understanding of the Bible, then this is the place for you. These are Holy Ghost-packed messages and direct revelations that I've had from the Lord. We're not preaching some new message or doctrine, merely the same one that Jesus preached 2,000 years ago. It's the foundation of Jesus as Messiah, the forgiveness of sins through repentance, the good news of the gospel, and the victory that we now walk in when we pick up what Jesus did on that cross, empowered disciples and ambassadors for Christ. Thanks again for joining us. Your message starts right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my podcast and Facebook live stream, The Way. I'm Stephen Owens. Uh, I'm going to be sharing a few things today. I've got a giveaway we're doing. That's going to be cool. Uh, first off, I just wanted to share something that the Lord spoke to me while I was running yesterday. And I'm just going to be myself today. I've got some stuff pre-planned, but I'm just going to see where, where, where things go. Just be myself. Is that all right with y'all? If not, you can leave. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm running. And uh, I run because, yes, I love the physical benefits of it. But it's it's a something that mentally pushes me to a place of weakness. And I connect in that weakness with God very intimately. That's the main reason that I do it. So he starts ministering to me about the body of Christ. And I'm included in the body. So when I preach stuff. When I say stuff, I'm not talking at you. I is you. <laughs> I need this word. I need Jesus like everybody else. So this is what he said. He said, Christians treat my promises and my commands like the dollar menu at McDonald's. So imagine that the patty, the meat between the the bread. Let's say the bread is the grace. I don't know. Bread is the grace. The blessings inside of that, right? And I mean, if you don't like a patty on your <laughs> burger, just get off my live stream now. Just joking. Uh, but the patty is the blessing. You know? And we want that, right? And then, let's call the pickles forgiving others. So he throws some pickles on there. Wait a second. Can we cut the pickles on this order? It doesn't work like that. In fact, you will not experience any of the blessings of God outside of obedience. (laughs) It's so simple. It's not hard. You need help to miss it. Trust me. I'll protect you from what? Anything, any sickness, any disease, anyone who tries to harm you, I'll protect you. What's up, Jay? I'll protect you. It's a promise. But we want to cut the pickles. We want the blessing patty on the burger at McDonald's. We think we can build this burger the way we want it. It doesn't work like that. If you're experiencing things that in your life that contradict the word of God, is it an attack of the enemy or is it our own disobedience? I've been there. I know. You can't walk around mad at everybody in unforgiveness and walk in God's blessings in the fullness of them. You may experience them in some part of your life, But in others, you won't receive forgiveness even from God living like that. 
You know, when I make my kids a sandwich or a burger, I put stuff on it that I know is good for them. And I tell them, shut up and eat it. I don't like it. Yeah. So God's building something for you. And some of it, you may not like it, but just eat it. Just shut up and eat it because it's good for you. That's the word the Lord shared with me that has probably not a lot to do with my message today. Our message is the power of praise, and it's powerful. I have a powerful message. God gave it to me. I'm not that smart, guys. He's a genius. So <laughs> I'm going to try and present it to the best of my ability. To get started, I want to show you all this book. So this book was written by Craig Schmee. He is my personal pastor. The book is called Wired, God in You. I'm halfway through it. The book is awesome. It's just mind-boggling. It's making I'm like reading stuff over constantly. It's a great book. I'm giving three of these away. If you want one, just say I want one. I'll give it to you. I got three, three to give away that he gave me. There's also a link to his Amazon where you can buy and purchase the book if you want to go that route. I'm going to be quoting some stuff out of this book. I've got some scripture. So let's get into it. What's up, Jay? Thank you for being my, for being <laughs> the only guy on here. So if you're watching the rebroadcast, this is for you too. Comment. If you want the book, let me move this so I can see your comments. You need to eat your suffering before you eat your blessing. I don't know if I want to unpack that. Uh, I'm just going to leave that alone. So I'm preaching out of Acts chapter 16. And Paul has went on a missions trip. And in this missions trip, he encounters this demon-possessed woman or girl and she's annoying him she keeps saying you know this is a man of god she she has a demon inside of her and she can actually tell the future she had masters that made money off her sorcery witchcraft divination whatever you want to call it her her fortune telling yeah that stuff's real believe it or not and so he's getting tired of this girl talking, saying, this is a man of God. This is a man of God. And he casts a demon out of her. Well, the people get mad at him because that was the way that they made money. And so they go to some officials and get Paul and Silas, who was with them, thrown into prison. Right? And so, you know, when you're doing what, what why did he get thrown in prison? Did God throw him in prison? No. He was thrown in prison as a direct, it was directly from him doing what God told him to do. It wasn't God's will for his life. But when you do what God tells you to do, there's opposition. There's evil in this world everywhere opposing what God's doing in this earth. He can't stop it. You'll see. He cannot stop it, but he throws a little temper tantrum. Now, they come and pick Paul up. And they, it says in this version that they beat him with sticks. In another version, it says they striped him. I think in their culture, it was more common for him to whip people than beat him. I'm going to say they whipped him. But he's beaten severely. He's got wounds all over him. And in that moment, how many people would go, man, I guess God wasn't in this. Like when you start getting opposition, when you start going through that suffering, 
what are you going to do when life punches you in the mouth? And you're doing exactly God wanted him doing this. He's going and fulfilling the will of God in his life, and he gets hit like that. How many people would be done? I'm done serving you, Lord, if this is what it's like. No, that's not the attitude that Paul had. When you know that you're doing exactly what God told you to do, nothing will discourage you and nothing will stop you. So what did Paul begin to do? He's in chains. They, they, they told him, if this guy gets away, it's on you, on the guards. So they chain him up, and there's like, there's no way that he's getting out. So what does Paul and Silas proceed to do? It says here, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains off every prisoner fell. So it says they were singing hymns to God, and they were praying. I went and looked up the Greek, and I wanted to know, like, what were these hymns they were singing? You know, I know what prayer is, but, you know, they were singing Psalms of David. They were literally singing the promises of God over their life. I'm in the middle of something. I'm experiencing it. It sucks. I'm bleeding. I'm hurting. And what did they choose to do? They chose to sing out the promise of God over their life. Maybe they were singing Psalms 91. Maybe they were singing a different one. But they were singing out the promise, the reality over their life, which is victory. You're not allowed to stop me. You're not allowed to harm me. No terror by day or night. No terror by night. No arrow by day. No pestilence. No sickness. No disease. A thousand people can fall on this side of me. 10,000 more can die over here. It cannot touch me. It cannot even come near my household. So when something is directly violating the word of God in your life, the word of God is a sword. It's a weapon. It's not something you can leave sheathed. You have to use it. Speak it out. So what happens? The, the, the ground shakes. The jail shakes all the way to the foundation. Everything opens up. And I want to stop right there. Because you may think that this event of praise and prayer is what set Paul and Silas free, but it wasn't. You cannot have one event, one event of prayer and praise and think that that is a sufficient, that's sufficient to walk in victory in this life. I'll tell you, Craig Schmeen, one of my favorite pastors, one of, puts it like this. Many churches have become a collection of people convinced that they are inspired. I'm going to read that again because I lost connection for a second. Many churches have become a collection of people convinced that they are inspired. They talk and act like they are inspired. Some television evangelists even sweat like they are inspired. This is, the, this is it right here. Generally, however... Many Christians live powerless lives of emptiness and hurt because they trust God for a moment and expect a lifetime of blessings. I'm telling you right now, this moment where Paul's in jail, where they start praising, it was like the sword he whipped out that he's been carrying around with him this whole time. His praise and worship and his prayer in a moment was a culmination of something inside of him, a worship and a prayer that went on his entire life. I can tell you it's real because I walk in it. 
I walk in it. I've never, I have been to jail. And I got out pretty quickly. And I asked the Lord for help. But I, I was in there for different reasons. Let's put that to the side. I've walked this, this thing out. The words I'm telling you are true. But you can't trust God in a moment. You can't worship him in one moment. How many of us, we go to prison or we end up the victim of our own decisions and we cry out to God and we wonder why in this moment he didn't get anything done. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm turning off my Wi-Fi because it's getting really spotty. So I'm on data now. I should be good. Where was I? Our life is a culmination. The, the promises are a culmination of our praise, our worship, and our obedience. You can get saved. You can confess Jesus as Lord. It's easy. Believe. Believe in me. Believe in him. And you're saved. He did the hard work. And then you're going to heaven, and does it stop there? Because I'm telling you, you won't walk out the promises in this book without obedience to his word and it's not hard i'm telling you it's not hard it'll cost you everything that you have and it'll hurt a little maybe a lot but it's not hard he said trust in me that is a command trust me love me you've got all this stuff going on around you you've been thrown in prison you've been beat down you've been stuck in a hospital bed and god is saying trust me more than what the doctor is saying to you right now. Trust me, even though it doesn't look good. And people die in a state of what? Brokenness. Because they couldn't see past, they couldn't see past a situation. I've been there. I've been broken. And I remember the day my I was I was being tormented by demons. I was held down. And you can believe this or not, but it happened. I was tormented by demons. I could hear them talking to me, saying, you're mine, boy. It's like that. Holding me down, choking me in my bed. I'm freaked out. I don't know who I am in God. I don't know that them suckers can't whip me on my worst day. I'm sick. My health is terrible. I'm complaining every day. Oh, this my life is hell. And da, 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 da. But luckily, I did know the Lord. I have the still small voice inside of me. And I was inspired to worship God one day when I woke up. I woke up and my mind's not right, dude. I'm talking about mental problems. Uh, physically, emotionally, I'm just done. My life's over. I'm done. I can't work. I can't take care of my family. I can't do anything. And I walked into my kitchen in a moment. I lift up my hands and I say, Lord, I got nothing good going on right now. I don't have any reason to praise you, but I'm dropping on my knees and I'm worshiping you because it's all I got left. And guess what? Nothing happened. I'm not surprised after reading this word why nothing happened in that moment, but something shifted in me. Something shifted in me. Because the kingdom of God is not just talk, but power. If I can sit here and talk all day about concepts and theologies and ideas that I think, but there's no real power, real power, supernatural power. I can tell you supernaturally, I walked out of depression, wanting to kill myself, uh, walked away from the doctors. I said, I'm done with you. I'll never go back. 
unless God told me to go back, unless he told me specifically, I want you to go to the doctor, I would freaking die trusting God. That's how serious I am about this thing. I don't take medication. I haven't taken a pill in over three years. Dude, two and a half, three years, I haven't taken a pill, not even an Advil. I don't play around. I thought about even going to the chiropractor because I work out so much. And I was like, you know what, Lord? You're my chiropractor. And I started waking up every morning, and my shoulders are popping into place, and just I'm popping. I'm getting cracked. I don't know how. <laughs> so, you know, not everybody's there. I've built myself up to this level of faith and trust in the Lord. But I'm telling you, I walked out of a living hell. And how many Christians today are in a living hell? They're saved, they're blood-bought, they're going to go to heaven, but they're not experiencing salvation on earth. Because the kingdom advances. The kingdom is power. The kingdom is when someone throws you in jail, when someone throws you in jail and chains you up, prisons shake and you get set free. Governments will move and bend and get you out of there. That's what happened. They didn't even jump out of there. They didn't leave. They stayed They stayed so that Roman soldier wasn't killed. They actually introduced him and his family to the gospel. And then the Roman officials came and let him go. And Paul starts talking smack. You know what? When somebody comes against you and tries to destroy you and, and you stand up in faith and you win and you will every time. I'm telling you as a believer, you cannot be stopped or defeated. I'm telling you, it's the truth. You, it may look bad. Things may come against you. People may talk against you. Someone may tell you no. But when a person's ways are pleasing to the Lord, even his enemies are, they're made to be at peace with him. If you have an enemy and you walk a life that is pleasing to God in humility and trust and love and forgiveness, the people that hate you the most that want to stop you, they can't. They won't be able to. It goes on in this uh, verse and says they came and let him go. And he's like, actually, actually, y'all beat us without a trial. And now you want to let us go quietly. Tell those Roman officials they can come personally let us out. And we're going to make a show of it. When someone tries to destroy you and your family, make them look you in the eyes. Make them look you in the eyes. Don't go out quietly. Oh, I'm just glad my ministry wasn't ruined. I'm glad my family wasn't destroyed. I've had people do terrible things to me. I forgive them. I've prayed for them. I've been there for them when they needed me. But it got to the point, I cut them out of my life. I'd made hard decisions. Walked away. Walked away from everything. I don't need that in my life. When people come after your family, don't be nice about it. You know, we get these uh, scriptures about turning the other cheek and things like that and we create a society of these sissy christians and jesus was not a sissy nobody ever got a word up on him nobody you come in here talking smack to jesus and they get so frustrated with what he would say they just leave he's so wise he talks them in circles and gets gets them just mad they're done i don't want to talk to him no more nobody asked him any more questions that day what I'm getting at is your praise and worship is so powerful, but it's only powerful if you live a life of praise and worship. Let your life be a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. You will not 
prosper in God's economy. You can in the world's economy. You will not in God's economy without giving. Why? It hurts. It's a sacrifice. That's your worship. If it doesn't hurt a little, it's not worship. I've had to do this. I'm not telling you this because I want money. I'm not even asking for money. I'm telling you because it's powerful. It's powerful. God's word is so powerful. If you just apply it to your life and his truths are so simple, you need help to miss it. I'm going to repeat this again because I've had a bunch of people hop on here. God's promises, they're not effective in your personal life without obedience. Even believing and getting salvation and going to heaven one day, that's an act of obedience. Give, that's a command. And it will be what? Given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, right into your lap. You won't even have to, you won't even have to go like looking for it. It's just boop, right here. I can tell you that is the truth. That is the truth. After walking in obedience to the Lord, he told me to sell everything that I own, give up my life, and follow him. I did. And you know what he did? Boop. Boop. And this is where it gets uh, dangerous. When, you, when God shows up and he is everything that he says he is, he is provision. He is healer. He's your father. He's your banner. He's your representative. When you show up in the name of the Lord, you walk in power. You walk in power. When he shows up and he is everything that he says he is in your life, what do you do? Are you like one the nine, the nine lepers? Jesus heals ten lepers. One comes back. Thanks, God. I think it's more dangerous to be in a state of prosperity and blessing than sickness and brokenness when you're broken you have nowhere else to turn everybody turns to god when they're broken but who has everything going their way and turns to god that's why i run that's why i work out that's why i train my mind and my body lest i come and i preach the gospel and i myself am disqualified god's given me everything he set me up he set me up I go run because I don't want to be living a life of comfort. I'm terrified of getting so comfortable I feel like I don't need God. That's pride and you, you'll you be destroyed. It doesn't say you that pride makes you fall. It says it will destroy you, which falling could be interpreted as that. I'm, I, I can prove it to you in Scripture. There's a story in the Old Testament. I like preaching out of the New Testament. Uh, first, because that's the covenant that we're under now. It's more powerful. The covenant we have now is more powerful than the one in the Old Testament. Jesus said the least person in the kingdom of God was greater than John the Baptist, who was the greatest man to ever live before that. So I'm going to go in the Old Testament now. Uh, it's, a, it's a story, true story, about a man named Jehoshaphat. They're being attacked on all sides by nations that shouldn't have even been in the promised land because God told them, do not make covenants with people in the promised land. What did they do? They disobeyed. What did it lead to? Problems. Because after generations, these people wanted to put, kick Israel out of the promised land. They wanted them out. So they get together, build these armies, and they come against them, several nations. I want to say three. I'm not 100%. A couple, a few nations come against Israel. They're going to be destroyed. What do they do? They go before the Lord 
in praise and worship and prayer, in fasting, weeping, tearing their clothes, in ashes. It's a sign of humility. It later would become a sign of pride and arrogance. And God's like, stop doing it. But in this sense, they're, they're humbling themselves, right? And God uh, speaks to them through someone and says, hey, tomorrow the victory is yours. All you got to do is show up. Now I'm paraphrasing this. But all you got to do is show up. So they show up with their army, and there's power in that. There's power in that right there. All they had to do is show up. How many times does a battle come to a Christian's front door, and they want no part in it? There's going to be things in your walk with God that are uncomfortable. They're going to hurt. They're going to look like a battle. It's going to look like I'm pressed on all sides. I've got nations rising up against me gonna come in and kill me and God's saying hey I got this so all they did is show up and they kill they don't do anything they put the praise and worship band at the front how'd you like to be a member of that church praise and worship band at the front all they did is worship the Lord and when they get there God confused them those nations destroyed themselves and they spent three days picking up all the loot all of the resources their armor their weapons whatever and now this is what happens this is my warning to you today. When God shows up and is who he is, he is provision. He's provider. He's your father. He's your salvation. He's your healer. When he shows up in a big way in your life, don't do what Jehoshaphat did. Because this is what he did. He pretty much thanked God and went about his business. He went about his business. He got comfortable. He went and he built an army with Ahab, who was not a man of God. Like you've just seen God wipe out a nation in front of you, and you think you need to go and build up another army, a fleet of ships. And it says in the word that Jehoshaphat did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. It was evil. It was evil to go and say, hey, I want to have something I can look at, put my hand on. To give me protection when all God wants you to do is trust in him. You can show it with 300 men. When you're a man of God and wipe out a nation. You can go into a lion's den and kill a lion. You can go in a lion's den and their mouths get shut. These are not pretty little stories that we tell our children. Like the tooth fairy. Like Santa Claus. These aren't pretty little stories. I don't tell my kids that. But... They're real. You got to believe that. I've, I would love to tell y'all some of the stuff I've seen God do in my personal life. I don't, have, I don't have time for it. I'll make another video one day. I'll tell you all the crazy stuff I've been through. See if you believe it. When he shows up and he does and is everything that he says he is, don't, don't go and turn away from him. Don't go and put your hope next time you get sick. If God healed you, don't go and run to the doctor the next time. If God healed you the first time and then it happens again, you don't have to go, well, I guess, you know, God's not a healer. Don't go run into the doctors. Stand and fight. I wouldn't tell you that if you don't have any faith, go to the doctor. <laughs> Please, don't die watching my podcast or watching my videos. If you don't have any faith, go to the doctor. If God tells you to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Don't let me be the voice of God in your life. You go have a relationship with him. 
You go worship him. You go live your life with him. He's awesome. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. It's the best thing. And here's another thing. When God does that for you, this is powerful. This is what, I'm going to close my Bible. When God, when God does it for you, go do it for somebody else. If God blesses you with $10,000, go take an offering to him and then go personally help somebody. There's people starving in the world right now. How much money is in your bank account? I don't want it. I want you to go help the widows. I want you to go and help the orphans. I want you to feed the poor. That's what I want you to do. The little bit of followers that I have, I want you to look in your bank account. And be like, where can I make a sacrifice? Because God cares about those things. It's, he says it in his word. That even when you give to the poor, you lend to God. He'll pay you back. Every penny plus some. God's looking for people. God's drawing a line in the sand, dude. I'm just going to tell y'all. He's drawing a line in the sand and he's building an army of people that are sold out to him. He's telling me this. He's been telling me this. Of people that will serve him. Of people that are sold out. That aren't so scared. They got to hold on to every penny they get. Every resource they have. Dude, it's not the kingdom way. The kingdom way is you take what you have and you let it benefit everyone around you. It doesn't mean you can't have a little money on the side. It doesn't mean you can't have some saved back. I think it's good. But at the end of the day, I've had money saved back. And I felt the Lord tell me, utilize some of it to do this and give it away. And it was hard, especially when months go by. Months, I'm still struggling. And then I sat in the car one day and I was like, Lord, I I've, I've sacrificed. Lord, I believe your word. I know you're my provider. Why am I having such a hard time? And he said, Stephen, <laughs> I'm about to hook you up. And he did. He followed through with what he said he was going to do. It's not always going to look good. You've got to have some endurance. We can't walk around in this life as a Christian and be sissies anymore. There's other words I'd like to say, but then I would lose all my two followers. <laughs> we can't do it anymore. Go. What is God putting in your heart to do? One little act of obedience will lead to another and to another and to another. I didn't get where I'm at overnight, and I'm by no means arrived. I'm constantly have God having God correct things in my personality, in my life. But if there was one last thing that I wanted to say, let, let, your, li let your life of worship to God be in everything that you do. Let it be in the way that you talk to your wife. Let it be in the way that you speak to your children. Let it be in the way that you interact with that coworker that's a freaking jerk at work. Let it be in the way you spend your money. Let it be in the way you pray. Let it be in the way you think. Let it be in the way you watch what's on TV. Let God... Let your worship of him dominate every part of your life. I promise you, it's the best life you'll ever live. I said a lot. I said it fast. I hope you caught 
some of what I was throwing out. I know there's no way you could remember all of it, but find something and hold on to it and think about it through the week and let the word transform your mind and your life. Hey, I've enjoyed uh, my time with y'all. I'm going to do this one more time in case somebody hopped on in the middle. I'm giving this book away. It's called Wired, God in You by uh, Dr. Craig Schmee. My personal pastor, one of my favorite. I'm giving them away. If you want one, just say, I want one. I've got two left. Jay, I saw you. I'm going to get you one. And if you want to know who my other favorite pastors are, I'll tell you. Craig Schmee is my personal pastor. I love him. Uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, he has a church in Pittsburgh, I believe. He's an evangelist. I went and saw him in New Mexico. I listen to his podcast all the time. Listen to him preach. And then Todd White. So I got my personal pastor and those three. And they are like the perfect balance of men speaking into my life. Me personally. They cover every base and issue that I'm dealing with currently. <laughs> What's up, Brandon? Love you too. Anyways, if you want a free book, I'll say this again, Brandon. Giving away this book. I got two left. If you want one, just say I want it. There's an Amazon link to go. Uh, if you want to purchase one of these books, it's in the description. I feel like I should have a bunch of more announcements like most people do, but I don't. So I love you guys. I'm signing off. Thanks for listening to The Way. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you want to hear more messages like this, smash that subscribe button. If you want to reach out to us directly, check out our page on Facebook. Be blessed and walk into the victory Jesus gave you today.